Pittsburgh sports fans, welcome back. Happy Monday. Now, some of you might be thinking, great, a Molinari Monday. I can't wait. It's not. Sorry to disappoint you. Uh, Dave Molinari is somewhere up in the great north. We're not sure where he is. I don't know if he's hanging out with some uh, Mounties or hanging out with some moose, whatever. He is up there. He's heading towards Toronto. He's going to be covering everything for the Stanley Cup playoffs in Toronto, where the Pittsburgh Penguins will be shortly. So in his stead, he'll be on later in the week. Taylor switched. She's normally on Thursday. She's taken over on Monday. Taylor, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm great. I am really good. I'm excited for the Penguins to get back. Today, Monday, is when they reported to camp. But in case fans didn't know that or they were kind of, I don't know, not sure what was going to happen, why don't we outline first what is going to be happening in Pittsburgh? So, in other words, they're going to be having all of their camp at their Cranberry Lemieux facility. What are the dates and what does everything look like that's going to be happening there starting the 13th on? Yeah, so they're in Cranberry from, you know, Monday until July 26th, so uh, 13 days. And for the most part, their their morning practices, like 11 a.m. when they would normally have practices, there are two off days in there. So 11 days of practices. And then what's interesting is three of the days, uh, the 18th, 20th, and 24th, they're simulating uh, game days. So there'll be a 10.30 a.m. morning skate, and then players will even come back for a 7 o'clock inter-squad scrimmage, which is pretty interesting. Um, Yeah, so the the camp sessions, they're closed to the public, and um, they're allowing limited media, um, only a few outlets, um, so we'll be there each day. And uh, yeah, I know they're they're talking about potentially streaming those scrimmages, so the three scrimmages, um, they're maybe streaming online, so I mean, that'd be cool if they can let uh, fans watch those. Absolutely. I'm sure staff, I'm sure there will be reporters there, correct, for the scrimmages? So we will have a reporter there and reporting what's going on and how everything's going? Uh, the press release said they're still working that out. So I think, like, we would be allowed to be at the skate. They're still figuring out what they're going to do about the scrimmages. Very good. And so you do know that they are going to have an exhibition game at some point with another NHL team, but we don't know with whom or we don't know where, correct? Um, well, so when that would be, that's when they move into the hub city. Uh, okay. There are two days where exhibition games are going to be played. Each team is going to play one exhibition game, including the four teams that are in the round robin part of the qualifying round. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we don't know when it's, I think it's the 28th through the 30th is when they're going to be having those, those games. We don't know uh the schedule we don't know who's going to be playing who yet so yeah that that's supposed to come out soon okay so just to reiterate so they're in pittsburgh the 13th to the 26th they travel on the 27th and then they're in toronto from the 28th on until they are eliminated and they're told to go home correct yeah, yeah they travel on the 26th but yeah oh, okay. pretty much games okay. start on the first yeah all right <laughs> So it's going to be crazy, and, you know, between – you look at these dates, and I'm looking at the 13th to the 26th, and I'm looking at the dates that I know for the other sports, like the Pirates open up on the 24th, um, and then they start a 
crazy stretch of just game after game after game with hardly any breaks playing 60 in such a short amount of time. The Penguins schedule in terms of their actual games have been released. Did I re-see that correctly on Twitter that they're going to be playing the late game most days? So they're probably banking on getting the most viewers for that late slot. No. So I know some people, (laughs) the the NHL released a pretty, it's like a confused, they they put out a confusing graphic. That's what I saw. So I saw the Penguins at the end. I was like, oh, they're going to be like the 730 times. Yeah. So the the graphic they came out it was like the horizontal rows yep. were for the days and the vertical rows for each each series. But I we don't have the broadcast schedule yet. I know a lot of people looked at it and interpreted that way that because the Penguins were the last column that they're in the eight p.m. time slot. But yeah, we don't have the broadcast schedule yet. Um, the NHL really said that'll be coming out in the, in the coming days. But, yeah, the, there will be a 12 p.m. slot, a 4 p.m. slot, and an 8 p.m. slot. So teams will be uh, – the, the arenas will be hosting either two or three games per day, um, which is interesting because it's playoff hockey where you can have unlimited overtimes. Like, there's no shootout. So, like, what happens if you're in a 12 – like, a 12 p.m. game runs over – that's, you know, like the Penguins had a thought about double that. overtime game not that long ago. Yeah, like it could push the whole thing back. It, it's uh, I don't, I haven't heard any answers about like what they plan to do. You know, if they have like a double overtime game. Uh, here I here I am thinking this is going to be a hockey fan's dream having all these games just kind of like rapid fire every single day. You have hockey on television, just sit back and enjoy. You're right. I think back to the Ottawa uh, Eastern conference finals a couple of years ago and before Chris Kunitz scored the game winner, that was a long hockey game and it would have really messed up, especially with hockey. Correct me if I'm wrong. These, these players are creatures of habit in regards to how they handle their warmups, when they skate, what they eat. They are very regimented, right? Correct. I mean, um, I mean, especially guys with like Sidney Crosby, where like he he moves to like a different part of his routine at a certain time. Like he'll eat at this time, and um, he'll go tape his you know stick at this time. And um, I mean, even you know, looking at the rest of the team, they have you know exact times where they go to play. You know, their pregame soccer, and it's like if there's a 12 p.m. game going into overtime, we don't know when the 4 p.m. game is going to start. How are they going to go through their like pregame routines? It's uh, sounds complicated. The more we talk about this stuff and the more, you know, you, you were in on the, uh, the, the interview with uh, Bettman and fair. And I know you told me where you said, I, I feel like they're just going in with their hands up saying up. Oh, we'll see what happens. This is definitely another situation <laughs> where you're like, are they really prepared for this? I mean, I, I hope they are. Um, I hope that their testing is better than Major League Baseball, where you see Major League Baseball teams have to cancel workouts because the testers didn't show up or they haven't gotten the results back. So from a testing standpoint, I hope they're all in line. But let's talk a little bit about the Montreal Canadiens. The Penguins, shockingly, have not had much news in regards to, let's say, players opting out, players testing positive. Uh, We did have, and we, meaning the Pittsburgh Penguins, had uh, a couple reported cases earlier uh, during the when they were just allowing six players on the ice, I haven't heard anything from the Penguins since. But what's going on up up with the Montreal Canadiens? There's been some news there. Yeah, yeah. So you know, just before we recorded this, uh, Montreal writer Arpan Basu reported that at least three Canadians players have tested positive. Um, which I mean, that's 
that's a lot, you know, for yeah. one team. So, um, and with, with something like that, we're, we're not going to, we're just not going to find out any more about that. The league um, has, a, has a new policy where teams are not allowed to release any information about that on their own. They're not allowed to comment on it. And the league will not be releasing anything on like specific teams or players. So, um, I mean, at the end of the week, we'll get like a report like this many players around the league tested positive, but we won't know um, exactly how many of the Canadians or any other team. But and then the Canadians have they've had one player opt out already. It's Carl Alsner. He's the defenseman. Um, not that big of a loss. He only played four games for the Canadians this season. He was in the AHL most of the year. Um, but like, that's a thing, like those, those fringe players, like, you know, he, he's an older guy. I think he's yeah. 31. Um, like if, if you're a team like the Canadians or like, you probably don't have the best hopes at winning. How do you convince those fringe players to move into the bubble? Like Carl Alsner probably knows he's not going to play. Right. <laughs> so like how, like what, what, what would be his motivation for coming? So he, he opted out. Um, and then. Uh, the other big story from Montreal is Max Domi, who has type 1 diabetes, which could uh, lead to more complications from coronavirus. He reached an agreement with the team where he has an additional 7 to 10 days to decide if he's going to come to camp at all. Uh, normally, so t uh, every other player has until Monday at 6 p.m. to decide if they're going to report to camp. So, yeah, Domi had reached an agreement with the team or to give him an extension because of the diabetes. Um, and, I mean, you figure part of that could be because they have players tested positive. He's not going to want to come to Montreal until they get that sorted out. Yeah, you know, it's funny. My oldest child, my son, he's 11. He has type 1 diabetes. And um, so I'm thinking, I'm like, well, yeah, that is a risk. And, and we're obviously aware of that as parents. But seven to ten days, like, I, I'm just kind of wondering like, – what is that going to change? You know, I mean, you're, you're going to be putting yourself at risk no matter when you go. Yeah. You know, if you report to camp, you're going to be putting yourself at risk. You get to the bubble, still going to be at risk. It's interesting that that's what they're doing. And he's a big piece of that team. Is he not? Yeah. He was their number three leading scorer uh, during the season. So I mean, that would be a significant loss. Yeah. It'll be interesting. And this is just more of the news that's going to be coming from these playoffs from the bubble in terms of, positive tests players that might still be now can the players still opt out because you didn't you say that monday is the deadline for a player to say they're not going to play or can they still back out of it um if they didn't get in by the deadline monday is the deadline to opt out without a penalty now i mean if a player is in the bubble uh they they can leave but they i mean they would have to have a good reason to it's not super clear so, like, if uh, you could have up to 31 players in the bubble, if someone ends up having to leave for whatever reason, um, the team isn't screwed. Like, they can bring in players to replace that player in the bubble. Does that make sense? So, yeah. I, I Monday is the deadline. I, it, and that's without penalty. So, I don't know what, like, a penalty would be if they opt out after that because it's not like they get paid um, their salary during the playoffs anyway. So, it's just so weird. It's, I feel like there's going to be someone standing there saying, if you leave that bubble, you're going to get penalized. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> well, the bubble, the bubble, it's not perfect. So I understand like these guys opting out. I mean, like the major league soccer, they're in a bubble and uh, they had to cancel or postpone a game on Sunday because they had a positive test and one that was inconclusive. 
So, I mean, that's in a bubble. So, I mean, you see these guys opting out and people are saying like, oh, but the bubbles are going to be, you know, the safest place they can yeah. be. Like, apparently not if you're looking at like what happened in the MLS. So they had an inconclusive test. Is that what you said? Yeah, and I think we've what does seen that even some of those mean? around. What does that mean? Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm not 100% sure. I think um, we, ha- we had an issue. The, the Bruins uh, had some inconclusive tests and players had to sit out, but then they just retest them. Um, so, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I oh, my know. gosh. Sure this is the stuff they've got to get. But if, they got to get this straight. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, if yeah, pl- inconclusive test means they, I mean, they can't play if because they didn't test negative. But uh, yeah, the the NHL they seem to have a pretty good plan for their testing. At least I mean, it's literally every single day, yeah. and that it's not just the players. That's literally everyone in the bubble. You know, down to like the food delivery people. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it, they're they're doing what they can, but it's it's not it's not going to be perfect. They said that much on the on the conference call Saturday that you know. It, it, it can't be perfect so uh yeah there's there's a, at least a little risk there we'll see and when we come out after this break we're going to talk predictions we don't know if they're accurate predictions but we're going to talk predictions right after this break It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back. Jeff Harden here for your PM podcast on DK Pittsburgh Sports. Joined with Taylor talking Penguins. We just ran down the gambit of camp dates, when they go to Toronto in the bubble, what they can and can't do in the bubble. Um, It's going to be a crazy situation in general. I hope it happens. I hope it goes off without a hitch. I hope it's safe up there. In the meantime, let's talk about some Penguins hockey that's going to be happening. It did happen by the time you hear this podcast on Monday. But I want to get your predictions if we record this on Sunday. Um, in regards to things like, uh, who do you think the what, the what do you think the line combinations are going to look like? Not so much to start camp, but by the time games roll around. So we're kind of looking a little bit further down the line, and not just opening up camp. But who do you think are going to be the defensive pairings? Who do you think are going to be the forwards? Who do you think? is going to win the goalie battle. We've talked about that a little bit in the past. Let's start with the forwards in regards to let's do the top four lines, who you think's in, and if there's anyone that's going to be a surprise that you think's going to be out. So I think we know the top line. We know Sidney Crosby's on it Who's a, and, and Jake Gensel. Who's the third? Yeah. So, I mean, there are a couple of options there. I think what we're looking at, we're probably between Connor Sherry who uh, that was the line in the, you know, that was a championship line when Sherry was on the team, the, uh, you know, the last time. I think we're between them and, um, and Zucker on that line just because that's where Zucker was on the top line before the shutdown and he really looked good there. I, I think they're going to go with, with Sherry on that, on that top line just because 
if, if, if Sherry's not on the top line in the top six, I don't think he has a spot in the lineup at all. Whereas I think uh, Zucker could play in in uh, like the third line if it's needed. So I think I think Sherry Carlsby and Gensel is going to be your top line. Okay, so that moves Zucker down to line two, assuming with Evgeny Malkin. Who's the third mm-hmm. on that second line? Or do you not? Put well, Zucker no, on the line? no, I would not because so. <laughs> He could, so he could be, he could be on any of the top three lines. I, I still think so. Malkin and Rust are going to be together on the second yeah. line. That's pretty much a given too. I, I don't know. I would still put Patrick Marlowe there just because I don't think you go out and get Patrick Marlowe to put him in a bottom six role. So I think, and and Marlowe did play with Malkin and Rust before the shutdown. So I think, I think they're gonna keep that that trio together: Marlowe, Malkin, and Rust. So that pushes Zucker all the way to the third line. Yeah. I mean, it's incredible when you think about it from just a, a sheer, like, on the outsider's perspective. Like, they traded for this guy, and I know they didn't think they'd have Jake Gensel back, but he's, a, he's still a prolific scorer, and he's done well. He's produced for the Penguins, and he's not going to be in a bottom six line. Who's, who is playing with Zucker on line three? Yeah, so uh, uh, Patrick Hornquist and Jared McCann, uh, I think both of them are pretty much a given for the third line. Uh, yeah, so Zucker, he would play with them. We haven't seen that three together. So, I mean, that's something that, you know, they would have to, we would have to see what the chemistry looks like in camp. We would have to see what the chemistry looks like for, you know, those top three lines just because they haven't played together in a while. But based on what, who I have in the top two lines, I would, ha- I would just have to go Zucker, McCann, or Chris on, on the third line. And then on okay. um, the fourth line, Aston Reese Blugertanov, I, I think there's no way that's not your fourth line just right. because, yeah. like, they were together the whole year when, when, you know, they were all healthy. And, I mean, that's a great fourth line, energy line, defensive line, like that. So I think that's pretty much that. Before we move on to defensive pairings, I want to get your thoughts on Sullivan himself. How strict, in your opinion, was his coaching style when it comes to lines? Meaning, how quick is he to say, you know what, this line's not working. Sheary's not doing anything that we want him to do. He's struggling out there. Zucker's flying. We're going to make a switch. We're going to put Zucker on the top line. What does it take? How long does it typically take, in your opinion, for Sullivan to say, all right, we're, we're switching things up? Or does he do this often throughout the course of a game? Um, it, would, it would really depend. Uh, if, if they're looking really bad in, in, in one game, you know, you're probably going to see the, the lines switch up. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe midway through the second or in the third period, uh, they they do stay pretty consistent for the for the most part. But I mean, if if they're going through a, a bad stretch, you will see uh, some some changes. Is that is that in game too, or will he yeah. just stick it out for the end? I mean, we're in the yeah. playoffs now. I mean, does he do a lot of in game switches? Yeah, yeah. It, it, they, I mean, they 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 have to be pretty bad yeah. for for um for him to switch it up. But yeah, no, he'll, he'll switch up half midway through the second or in the third period he'll uh we, we would see that a lot if they were like having a really bad game um i i would say most of the time you know they they'd switch up the okay. the lines in the in the third yeah. right, let's go to defensive pairings now everyone's healthy everyone's back obviously uh who's your top defensive pairing with chris letang yeah, so the defense as a whole, I don't think we're going to be seeing any changes from where they were at the time of the shutdown just because they were healthy on defense. And it seems, I, I don't know, I don't think there's any reason to switch it up. Dumlin and Latang is going to be your top pairing yep. no matter what. Um, that, 
that's been the top pairing the whole time. Yeah. Um, and then just to go go through the line, Pedersen, Marino, and uh, John, uh, Jack Johnson and Justin Schultz is gonna, that's your third pairing. That's your pairings. Um, <laughs> I mean, Pedersen and Schultz are pretty good too. Johnson, Marino, not that great together. So it makes yeah. Pedersen, Marino, Johnson, Schultz. I think that's what it's gonna be. Um, and then if if there is like an injury, I think the first guy to come in is gonna be Ricola. Um, okay. Yeah, he, he he had some he, he saw he I don't know he he played a lot of four he played some forward games too. Ricola, uh, he's a defenseman, but yeah, no, he would be the next one, and especially with uh, Zach Trotman, he's uh, so yeah. So the news came out he's not going to be on the roster because of an uh, it sounds like a nagging injury that the uh, Rutherford said they think could flare up in the bubble, and they don't want to risk bringing him there and having it flare up. What injury is going to flare um, up? So he's not going to be on. I, <laughs> I don't know. It, it's steep, but he had been skating. Um, he came, he came to Pittsburgh pretty early. Uh, brought his wife and everything, so it sounded like he thought he was going to play. So I don't think that meant he like like he did. It's it's not optional. It, it didn't opt out. Like the team is holding him out. Yeah. Um. So yeah, Rico would be your your extra defenseman if anyone needs to come in. Okay, is in and is it Murray's net for game one against yeah. Montreal? Um, I, I, it, it, it has to be. I mean, we were seeing that towards the end of the, the season where, you know, they were going back and forth between uh, Murray Jari for, for a good bit of the season. But then towards the end, we started to see Murray get more consecutive starts. And I mean, that's preparing for the playoffs because that's what happens in the playoffs is you, you don't go back and forth between two goaltenders. So and I don't I don't think it would, it's, it would be possible for him to lose the net in training camp. Uh, I mean, he would have to look really, really bad in training camp for them to base that decision on, on the training camp. I yeah, I think I think it's just Murray's net uh, going. And I don't I don't know how what his leash would be, yeah. um, especially in like a, a shortened series like they're going to have against the Canadians. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's going to be Murray's net, I think, for sure. All right, last last prediction here, and that is the Penguins have a lot of great skill players, and that's been widely mm-hmm. known for years. What's your starting power play unit in regards to power play one, everyone's fresh, first period, you're throwing out. Who are you putting out there as your top power play unit? Are you going with one defenseman, two defensemen? Are you putting Hornquist out there for the net front presence? How are you formulating that first top power play unit? Yeah, this is this is tough because they, you know, they got you know guys for the power play that, yeah. uh, I mean, because who had been there since Gensel had had gone out, so we haven't. Uh, whatever units gonna be out there is probably one we haven't seen before. Um, I it I think one one defenseman and it probably Latang could be Schultz, but um, we'll say Latang. Oh, let's say the tang at the point. I, I think you have to have Hornquist. They like Hornquist in that in that net front role. Mm-hmm. Um, Crosby, Malkin, uh, Gensel. So yeah, that's that's your unit. So I guess I guess nothing. I mean that that's what the unit would have been before the shutdown. Um, but I mean we did see like Zucker in a power play uh, position too. But I guess. Uh, well, and Russ too, but yeah, I guess not. There's not going to be a spot for them. If, well, if the second is, power play you know, unit's going to be pretty. The second power play unit's yeah. really good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, because what the second unit then would either be, you know, Schultz or Tang, whatever one isn't on the top unit, and then what Zucker, Rust, uh, Sherry, 
I don't know. I mean, you, and then you could say there's two other spots, but McCann. Yeah. I mean, you have options. It's going to be a good group. It's going to be a good group for sure. Mm-hmm. So these are all things that we're going to be talking about a lot as the Pittsburgh Penguins get through their training camp and as they start to get closer. I mean, the news, I mean, again, I'll reiterate this. Camp started the 13th. It goes to the 26th, and they're headed to Toronto. They're going to have game or obviously inter-squad exhibitions. Then they're going to have an actual exhibition up there in Toronto. The season or the postseason starts on the 1st of August. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be fun. We hope everything goes off without a hitch. We hope that it's safe. We hope that we get hockey back because if everything goes off the way we expect it, my goodness, it's a hockey fan's dream to be able to turn on the television in August, mind you, and watch up oh, four games tonight or three games tonight. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to be an, it's going to be a lot of fun. And I just hope for the sports fans out there that have just been starving for something for so long that they're excited too. So with that said, Taylor, thank you for your time. Why don't you give everyone your Twitter handle? I always tell my guests to do that so that they can get some follows maybe. So what's your Twitter handle in case anyone wants to follow you? Yeah, it's uh, Taylor Haas, P-G-H, and you spell my last name, H-A-A-S-E. Very good. And so tomorrow you're going to hear me on with Chris Carter. Dale Alley's on vacation. So Chris and I will be talking Pittsburgh Steelers. In the meantime, make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcasts at Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, Overcast, Anchor, you name it. We are there. Search DK Sports Radio or DK Pittsburgh Sports, and you'll find us. Thank you for listening. We appreciate it. Make sure you check out DK's Daily Shot in the morning. Have a good one. Be safe.